Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from neath the fiery cross on a hillside in an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I start the show with a pro-white commentary piece, and then follow up with some mainstream media news articles, and give you my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening to my white brothers and sisters out there. Uh, Welcome to this Tuesday evening's The Rust Belt Klansman Show. Today is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. And I am your host, Paul Brown. Uh, This evening's commentary. Uh, I've made uh, several comments uh, on social media sites, uh, different platforms, and things like uh, that, about this business in America today of homosexual men uh, being able to put on a dress and compete in women's sports. Uh, You know, uh, uh, these homosexuals are taking over, uh, not the dignity, actually, of America's biological white women. Uh, I said, I cannot believe this, that uh, there aren't more men standing up uh, to say something about this. Uh, and I always say I am not promoting uh, vigilante violence. I am against that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you do something illegal, you end up in jail, and then you're out of the game. But uh, every man in America, any white moral man in America, Christian man in America, has a voice. Uh, You know, uh, just because something isn't happening in your area, uh, maybe your wife or your girlfriend isn't being targeted uh, specifically, you have a white sister out there somewhere that is being attacked. Uh, You know, I don't how much uh, uh, are men uh, going to put up with? Uh, My goodness, you know, it is is our jobs to protect uh, our white uh, women here in America. Uh, and, you know, it just seems like, you know, everybody is comfortable uh, in their own homes, uh, you know, as long as someone else, uh, as, as long as your family's okay, uh, you know, you seem okay with it. Uh, you don't worry about your white brother or sister down the block, the next town over, the next city over, uh, the next state over. Uh, you know, it's time for white people to band together and take care of each other. Uh, men out there, you have a voice. When you see um, uh, women's integrity being attacked by, uh, uh, you know, a certain state, a certain town, a certain school, letting these homosexual men play sports with biological uh, women, you need to contact, email these people, uh, voice your uh, concerns about this. Uh, you know, don't uh, uh, email a place 
uh, using uh, racial epithets or uh, foul language, uh, that will get you nowhere. But you have a voice, uh, man. Men out there, let's stand up, uh, uh, for goodness sakes. Uh, ladies out there uh, listening to the show this evening, uh, here at the Rust Belt Klansman and myself, um, uh, I support you. The show supports you. Uh, I fight for America's white biological women every day uh, because this needs to come to an end. This this uh, business of uh, uh, our women being attacked and so many people just sitting around uh, not worrying about it, this is a big problem. Uh, now, this is a little different, but uh, ladies out there, uh, this commentary is for you. Uh, this doesn't have to do with um, uh, the homosexual agenda of uh, of uh, your sex being erased in America, but this does have this is a very interesting uh, commentary because this has to do with uh, reparations. Uh, how black people, because their ancestors that they don't even know, you know, they but they probably don't even trace their family tree back. <coughs> They're tracing their family tree back just far enough to get a check. Uh, reparations. And you know what? It's time uh, women come first. This evening's commentary is titled, If California is contemplating reparations, women must come first. California, which was never a slave state, is now on the path to grant reparations to the descendants of slaves. But if we're being fair, there's a group that deserves reparations first. Women. Women were America's first and last slaves. Marriage turned women into freedomless, voiceless, chattel slaves who needed permission to leave home. A wife's assets, children, and body were her husband's property. Spousal rape wasn't a crime. Spousal rape laws were first repealed in 1975, and all states did so by 1993. But 11 still have loopholes or have not criminalized it. If a husband wanted sex, a wife could be legally subject to punishment for disobeying. Laws permitted beatings, uh, beating disobedient wives into the late 19th century. Afterward, the practice persisted, and it was rarely punished. In the late 20th century, battering of women by husbands, ex-husbands, or lovers is the single largest cause of injury to women in the United States. Women began campaigning in 1850 to end the battering, and in 1994, Congress finally passed the Violence Against Women's Act, or the VAWA, to provide support for victims and acknowledge that domestic violence and sexual assault are crimes. Plenty of women need support. Annually, 9 million women experience physical partner violence. For the fraction of incidents that led to arrests, few women find justice. And seeking justice can backfire. Police interventions are frequently followed by more violence. Violence remains a means to reinforce subordination. Single women technically had more freedom than married women, but practically, Practically speaking, it was almost impossible to survive. Before the Industrial Revolution from 1820 to 1850, 
Wage jobs for women were limited to domestic help. Domestic servants worked 24-7, were coerced into sex, and earned about $1 per week. This drove many into white slavery. In other words, prostitution. With the Industrial Revolution, women worked in sweatshops 80 to 100 hours per week, earning a dollar to $3 per week. Living costs averaged over $10 per week, so they lived in squalor or married, becoming virtual slaves. Raping a single woman over the age of 12 or as young as 7, depending on the age of consent, in most states until 1890, was virtually legal. Many rape victims were denied justice because they lacked two credible witnesses. If they went to court, they faced the public shame of being an indisputably dishonored non-virgin. They could only absolve the stigma by leveraging marry the rapist laws. <coughs> Into the 18th century, there was more than stigma to avoid. A finding that an unmarried woman consented to sex out of wedlock, which was assumed if she was pregnant, could be punished, by, punished with fines, whipping, and indentured servitude. The resulting bastard child was punished and indentured servitude from age 18 to 31. Indentured servants were governed by the slave codes. The stigma of dishonorable women has persisted. It's reflected in the low percentage of females alleging sexual assault who find justice. Surprisingly, black slaves accused of sexual assault often found justice and sympathy from male judges. Over the 37 appeals by African-American men prosecuted for rape or attempted rape of a white female that appear in the public records of state courts in the antebellum South, 22 were successful. Five were free blacks, one was a quadroon, and the rest were slaves. A slave's master footed the legal defense for his slaves. They were his valuable property. Meanwhile, most alleged victims were by default dishonorable women without sponsors, value, resources, or sympathy. Black slaves were at the bottom of society, and so were most white women. In 1865, black slaves were emancipated, but women remained virtual chattel slaves. In 1869, the influential philosopher John Stuart Hill or John Stuart Mill weighed in. The wife is the actual legal bond servant of her husband. No slave is to slave the same length. She may know that he hates her. It may be his daily pleasure to torture her and claim from her and enforce the lowest degradation contrary to her inclinations. Mills had no influence. In 1870, black men got the right to vote, and while Jim Crow curtailed eligibility, black men outside of its reach voted. Women had to wait another 50 years if their state required voters to own property. Married women had no property, and therefore, no vote. Only in 1974 were head and master laws giving husbands sole authority over joint property declared unconstitutional. Voters had a voice through their political representatives. In 1870, Congress 
had its first black congressman. In 1916, women had their first congresswoman. In 2022, blacks and women represented 12.4% and 50.5% of the U.S. population, respectively. In Congress, blacks hold 11% of seats, while women hold 27.9%. Blacks hold 24% of big city mayor positions, and women 31%. Blacks and women had their first Supreme Court justices in 1967 and 1981, respectively. In 2008, a black was elected president. Women are still waiting. The year 1964 was a tipping point for every group battling bias. For women, their inclusion in the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was an accident when Virginia congressmen tried to kill the bill's passage, added protections for women. The biggest gains for women have come from equal access to education. Educating women had never been a priority because it wasn't needed for housewifely deeds or jobs as domestics. In 1826, Dartmouth had its first black male graduate, but only admitted women in 1974. Other Ivy Leagues followed a similar pattern. Admitting women was helpful, but in many universities, women had higher hurdles for admission, relatively limited financial aid, and faced quotas or exclusions in male disciplines like medicine, law, and hard science. These discriminatory practices were addressed only in 1972 when Title IX withheld federal funding for universities that discriminated based on sex. Excluding the ongoing issues of female safety, women finally had the same foundation for equality of opportunity as men. Fifty years later, women are as likely as men to have the education and experience needed to succeed in the C-suite where the male-female ratio is 3 to 1 and 10 to 1 for the top spot. Some gripe that racism holds black back from promotions, white women find favor. This limited favor is based on qualifications, not sex. Women have proportionately achieved 24% greater C-suite progress than blacks. Corporate America weighs engineering and advanced business degrees for C-suiters, Respectively, women are 32% and 152% more likely than blacks to have these degrees. Will women and blacks achieve parity in positions of power with men and whites, respectively? It's up to them. That is, achieving, not achieving, or exceeding parity are options that women and blacks can self-determine. All Americans today have the same freedoms to advance in education, to alter or maintain family and cultural values, to work or not, and to achieve work-life balance or compete for the top. For California to enact reparations based on historical injustices, the focus must extend beyond blacks. Women have faced horrible injustices longer. However, Irish Catholics, Hispanics, Italians, European and Russian Jews, Chinese and Filipinos also have histories of appalling persistent inequalities. 
For equality's sake, reparations must meet in a rigorous injustice standard. Practices that were historically legal and globally unremarkable would not pass the test. That standard covers everything described above. Additionally, practices that were subsequently denounced and remedied would not qualify either. The Civil War, the 14th, 15th, and 19th Amendments, numerous Civil Rights and Voting Rights Acts from 1866 to 2006, the 1964 Immigration Nationality Act, numerous expansions of Great Society programs since 1965, the Title IX, all represent a denunciation of and remedies for America's entire history of injustices to diverse people. Using a reduced, sensible, and fair scope, no one deserves reparations so America can abandon sacrificing its future on the altar of an unexceptional history of bias. A history, moreover, that has been supplanted by a globally exceptional record of anti-racism and anti-sexism. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year subscription mailed within the United States is only $20. International delivery available as well. Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 870-427-3414 Come on down. The price is always right at the American Heritage Store. We've got all your pro-white needs at reasonable prices. Tell them what we got, Bob. Okay, we've got belt buckles, hats, pins, flags, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and items too many to mention here. Go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and tap on the American Heritage Store banner and see for yourself. No mask required here. Okay, ladies, so there you have it. Uh, You do have the support of myself and uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show. Uh, You know, uh, if you listen to this show on the uh, Anchor FM uh, platform, uh, you can uh, call into that. You can leave a message. Uh, you can only do that on the Anchor FM uh, version of the show here. It's the exact same show, 
uh, and Anchor FM distributes this to Spotify as well for people uh, that alt-right TV, if uh, people live in areas that alt-right TV is blocked, uh, the home of White Pride Radio show also goes to Anchor FM and Anchor FM to Spotify. Uh, on the Anchor FM uh, uh, version of the show, you can leave a message. If you want to uh, uh, go to the Anchor FM site, listen to uh, the show here, this uh, show is airing this evening, and leave a message of how you feel uh, about what is happening today with the degradation uh, degrading of uh, biological uh, females. Uh, I can incorporate that and play that on the show, your comments. So, you know, that may be uh, pretty nice for an upcoming show, uh, ladies. So uh, listen to this uh, show on uh, Anchor FM, uh, this Tuesday, uh, June 28th show. Uh, if you go to Anchor FM, you have to download the app, of course, first. Uh, but if you go there, uh, download that app, look for the Rust Belt Klansman show that's uh, airing this evening here, the 28th, and uh, you can leave comments there. Uh, and I can play that. There was actually uh, a few weeks ago, uh, there was a lady called in that uh, uh, she wanted to know uh, how she could teach her children white pride. And uh, her, her children uh, were of mixed race. And, uh, uh, you know, I played uh, her segment. Uh, uh, she left uh, there for the show on Anchor FM, and I answered her on the show and uh, gave her the option of uh, e emailing me that I could give her some ideas, and uh, she never did. I take it she didn't like the answer she got, but, uh, you know, um, miscegenation is a sin. It's not an easy thing. Uh, having mixed-bred children uh, is not going to be easy uh, raising them. But anyhow, ladies, listen to this uh, on Anchor FM and leave some messages, and I can play them uh, on an upcoming uh, Russell Klansman show. Now, your voice can be heard here on the show, uh, you know, of what uh, I am trying to say. You know, uh, women today, uh, biological women, uh, are being shamed. They are being erased. The, the females are being erased. They're being replaced with uh, homosexuals. Uh, men pretending to be women, and you know, biological women have to deal with this. And it, it, you know, it's a shame. Uh, it, it's a shame. So uh, you know, and like every commentary, there was things there I agreed with, things that I didn't. Uh, and I will say, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, women may have been more virtuous, uh, but so were men. Uh, today, in today's times, you know, a lot has changed. Uh, you know, in biblical times, uh, you know, if a woman was caught uh, in adultery, cheating, they were taken to the edge of town and stoned to death. Uh, there was a consequence uh, for that. And men as well, uh, uh, men as well uh, were stoned to death uh, for cheating uh, on their wives. So, you know, uh, uh, virtuous, I don't know how to say it, virtuous couples, uh, you know, couples... Uh, were more virtuous. They were more committed to each other uh, back in the day than they are now. You know, it seems like every relationship today is based on the, the uh, idea, uh, you know, that it's temporary. It's going to be temporary. It's just something to make you feel good for a while. And then, uh, you know, when you get tired of it, uh, each other, you just uh, you throw your partner away. Uh, that's not how um, it was meant to be. That is not how God created us. Uh, but anyhow... 
uh, ladies, that commentary uh, was for you. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, ladies out there today trying to, uh, you know, live their lives uh, peacefully uh, and have some dignity uh, in their lives. And, uh, you know, it's being erased by our government, uh, allowing queers uh, in female sports. And, of course, you got your mainstream media uh, following along with whatever the government wants to push. And uh, uh, things are bad for women right now in America. They're bad for everybody, but, uh, you know, uh, especially women. They're being degraded, and uh, that bothers me. Uh, and speaking of this uh, article here, uh, my first article for this Tuesday evening comes from the Washington Examiner. The headline to this is, Black Man Brutally Assaults Three White Women in Philadelphia When Hate Crime Charges Been Filed. Uh, I did this article on a earlier uh, show, uh, because th this just happened within, I think, maybe the last two weeks. Uh, uh, I think the article is actually on Alt-Right TV. Uh, it, uh, the article is on here, uh, and it has the video of this black man attacking... Uh, these three white women. Uh, it is a, uh, a horrific uh, video to watch. Uh, look it up. It's in. Uh, it's under the uh, women's women uh, category uh, here on Alt Right TV. Uh, so, so check that out. Uh, you know, a lot of my listeners probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, but here, uh, no hate crime. A black man attacks, assaults three white women. And it's not considered a hate crime. Can you imagine if a white man uh, would have attacked three uh, black women? Do you realize how that man would be portrayed uh, in the mainstream media news? But this goes along with the uh, degradation of women today in America. Uh, you know, three black women or three white women attacked by a black man and uh, no hate crime charges. Do you know how these women have to feel right now? You know, they, they see the news. Uh, they see what the mainstream media puts out about, you know, uh, uh, black women, uh, uh, these white, what they call Karens, which is a racial slur, I might add, towards white women. Uh, that's, you know, uh, nobody, uh, mainstream media, the government, they don't have a problem with the word Karen, and that's a racial slur. It's white women. Uh, tell me one time you saw a news article uh, where the Karen was any color other than white. Uh, so it is a racial slur uh, here. Uh, uh, you know, this makes this has to make these uh, three white women, and you know, women across America that's, that are, are familiar with this article, has to make them feel worthless. You know, like they're not worthy of uh, uh, a black man uh, being charged with a hate crime. Uh, you know, uh, it's crazy. Uh, the article here, three white women were randomly and brutally assaulted by a black man in Philadelphia last week. The video of the violent attack has gone viral. The beating was unprovoked, and many feel it should be considered a hate crime. Yet, so far, Philadelphia authorities have been reluctant to treat it as such. And many are wondering if it is because the victims are white. Of course it's because they're white. And of course, because it's women. This is why our government is pushing homosexuals to be allowed homosexual men to uh, play in women's sports. Uh, it's, it's, it's a way of breaking down biological females to make them feel worthless. 
and especially white females, uh, being made to uh, uh, feel worthless. Uh, the attack appears unprovoked as the women did not know the black man who attacked them. Additionally, he did not attempt to steal anything from them or uh, try any sexual crimes. He targeted three white women, beat them, and then walked away. Given these details, this would have likely been considered a hate crime in any other situation. I contacted the Philadelphia Police Department and asked them about the incident. They responded, saying it was still under investigation. The investigation is active and ongoing with South Detectives Division. The reason for the assault has not been determined at this time. The PPD's Office of Media Relations and Public Affairs told me, as we get updates on this investigation, it will be released to the media. No further information at this time. Uh, what is there to investigate? Even if these uh, white ladies said something, uh, you know, even if they called this black man a racial slur, it does not give him the right to beat them. But because they're white women, it's like, eh, whatever, you know. Uh, uh, many of the left frequently complain about hate crimes in this country, yet they typically reserve outage only when the victims are non-white. When the attacker is a racial minority and the victims are white, the urgency to declare such an incident a hate crime disappears. This inconsistency angers many people, especially victims of hate crimes by non-white people. It's a demographic that often goes unreported, even though statistics show a significant increase in attacks in recent years. Uh, just like, uh, you know, Mainstream media was reporting there for a while when the Chinese flu uh, uh, hit America. Uh, Asians being attacked. Uh, you know, uh, they called it hate crimes. Uh, would throw out the word white supremacist or racist. And, you know, uh, no, they didn't even use the word racist. And guess what? Many of the attacks on Asians come from black people. Black people were attacking Asians. And I swear to God, I saw the article uh, when this was taking place, that they blamed white supremacy for the blacks beating the Asians. It was Whitey's fault that the uh, uncivilized savage beasts uh, were beating Asians. It, it, it was Whitey's fault. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um Currently, no one knows whether this attack by a black man on three white women is a hate crime. As for now, it's just one of the many incidents of soaring violent crime in Democrat-controlled Philadelphia. You know, there's soaring crime in every Democrat-controlled city. Every one of them. Uh, but if the situation were reversed, the narrative of the incident would be completely different. And so, too, would the public's outrage and the city's response. This is, after all, the same city that lost its collective mind after finding a black doll hanging from a noose at a park, only to discover it was done by two preteens, one black and one white, as a harmless prank. You know, when these blacks uh, uh, commit fake hate crimes, it's always a uh, prank. It's always considered a prank, or uh, the black person is mentally ill. Uh, they're not mentally ill. 
it's the average IQ of the black race is 70, borderline retarded. They're not mentally ill, they're retarded. They are uneducated savages, on average. That's not racist to say, that's the statistics, people. The average black person you run into is going to be retarded. They're going to be, and I don't have to tell you that, I'm sure you see it. Now, if you are unfortunate enough to have to work with them, uh, have them in your neighborhood, uh, you know this. Uh, just Bubba Wallace made a big deal. He found a noose in his uh, uh, garage. Uh, that's the NASCAR, the one uh, uh, black person in NASCAR. And when it came out, that, uh, that rope hung there for 10 years, and it was used to pull the garage door shut. When that come out, all of a sudden, Bubba Wallace just disappeared. He shut his mouth and uh, crawled back under the rock that he crawled out of. Nothing more to say. Uh, you have Jesse Smollett. He paid two white dudes to beat him up. And then claimed that white uh, people did it and poured bleach on him. Uh, not any uh, fake hate crime. It's homosexual. Is there anything about that anymore? Uh, you know, uh, America getting a free ride uh, to do whatever they want to us in our own white Christian country. Uh, and, and it's BS. And fortunately, people are waking up to it. Uh, people are starting to see this. Uh, the article ends up here, uh, ends here, uh, classifying attack as a hate crime should be universally applied, and it should be prioritized depending on whether the victims are white, black, Latino, or Asian. Unfortunately, the, kef the left cares more about political agendas and race-baiting than legitimately solving racial problems. As a result, hate crime classification inconsistencies will continue to plague the country. If we ever plan to achieve racial equality and harmony in this country, we must apply laws equally across the board. Victims should not be prioritized depending on how many votes they can get Democrats during elections. Hate crimes hurt people of all races. Not just those who are the, uh, not just those who are the focus of left-wing political agendas. Uh, you know, uh, black people couldn't handle the uh, equality. Black people in America could not handle equality because, well, the main reason: average IQ of seventy. They're retarded, on average, retarded. So you know, uh, and I've said that many times. Uh, they wonder why there are so many black people in jail and prison. Well, when you have 13% of the population committing over 15% of the crime in America, doesn't that only make sense that over 50 and that's just blacks, uh, committing over 50%. So common sense would tell you 50% uh, of non-whites in jail would be black, uh, fifty percent at least in prisons would be black, and then you got the uh, the other uh, cockroaches coming across the border, gang members, uh, sex traffickers, non-whites that take up a good portion, I'm sure, of uh, America's jails and prisons. So you know, uh, it shouldn't su surprise anyone that there's more non-whites in jails and prisons. Oh, let's see what else we have here. Okay, here we go. Uh, this uh, uh, thug here. Uh, this article comes from the DailyDot.com. The headline to this is, 
She need a chill. Black man says Sam's Club Karen followed him in the store. It's actually his white mom. Yeah. yeah do, you, do you hear that? A Sam's Club Karen. It's a white woman. Karen has become a racial slur towards white women. And nobody says anything about that. Nobody says that that isn't right. Now, if these white Karens would happen to say the N-word, oh, God forbid, people would be up in arms. But everybody's okay with uh, uh, our white women being called Karens. And here, uh, this thug uh, is a, a retarded idiot. Uh, to put it bluntly, a retarded idiot. Uh, let's get into this. A black TikToker filmed a video showing a white woman following him around a Sam's Club. But it turns out that that woman is his mom. Uh, yeah, this is what uh, happens. Uh, here's a uh, tale uh, or some wisdom for mud sharks. Uh, <laughs> here's your black son, uh, this white woman's black son is making a fool of her, calling her a racist. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, mud sharks deserve this, though. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Wilson uh, Gunthier, who regularly posts videos with his family, posted a TikTok showing a white woman walking closely behind him in Sam's Club on June 1st. In the video, he says he doesn't know who the woman is and that she asked him if he had a Sam's Club membership. He also asked her why, he is, why she is following him in the video. Uh, in typical black language, uh, he said, she need a chill. For real. For, uh, I guess, I guess uh, because, now, now get this. It says she need a chill. And then just the letters FR. And in the parentheses, I guess FR in the black language means for real. For real must take too much effort uh, to roll off of the tongue for black people. So I, I don't know. Do they say fr, fr, instead of for, for real, fr? Does she need a chill, fr? Yeah, I mean. But uh, I guess uh, for uh, uh, FR mean, it means for real. Uh, Gunther wrote in the video's caption, Who is this lady? On Tuesday, Gunther's video had over 8.6 million views. Uh, in Gunther's other videos, he shows that the white woman is his mom. Now, this is how stupid this uh, thug is. Uh, he's probably below a 70 IQ because he's done other videos. And you know, I've always said that, uh, you know, uh, uh, YouTube, you got your black rappers, uh, there's stars, uh, you know, uh, anybody can be a Kang on uh, YouTube uh, with the rap shows. Uh, I know my live show uh, that I did, uh, Rust Belt Live, uh, that was on Podbean, and uh, there was a gazillion black preachers on there. Uh, just screeching and clamoring on and, you know, uh, uh, 15 minutes of fame. If these people can get 15 minutes of fame, that makes their whole life. Uh, you know, it makes them feel important and not stupid. 
uh, for 15 minutes, and that's all they need in their whole lifetime is to feel educated or uh, wanted or important for 15 minutes in a whole lifetime, and they're happy. Uh, this numb nuts posted other videos with his mom in them, and then posts one at uh, Sam's Club uh, acting like he doesn't know who she is. Uh, that's stupid. Uh, maybe, it, maybe it'll give the age here. Uh, maybe this thug should uh, uh, go back to school, uh, work on some education instead of, uh, uh, you know, a TikTok star. There's so many TikTok stars. Uh, TikTok is no more than a child pornography, a child prostitution uh, media outlet as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but everybody's a star on TikTok, just like YouTube. Uh, some commenters on Gunther's viral videos seem to be in on the joke. Dude about to get his mom canceled. Uh, people who don't have y'all's gone freak over this. Somebody at Infantry R33 wrote, Y'all gone freak over this. My God. You know, and I often say that 16 years, a black person probably spends on average, when they're trying to get their diploma, which I'm sure doesn't happen often, but could spend 16 years in school on a 12-year education and come out uh, not as intelligent as a white third grader. Can't even comprehend uh, common English. Now, you know, we all have from the states we're from our own uh, slang or how we say things, just like creek or crick. Uh, you know, that is normal. But when you say uh, people who don't know y'all gone freak over this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, somebody else said, uh, leave your mama alone. Yo, mama. Uh, others didn't seem to know it was a prank. Are you safe, sir? Who is this woman? Somebody said. Uh, never do this again. I was worried. Uh, went to his profile to see if he posted any updates about that woman. Uh, found something slightly different. In an email to the Daily Dot, Gunthier said his video was a social experiment and that he assumed that when he posted the video, viewers wouldn't know the woman was his mom. Of course he didn't want viewers to know. Now, he was trying to get his 15 minutes of fame, like, you know, like he's so important that, uh, that some white woman uh, would be following him around. Uh, you, oh, my goodness. You get a life. Uh, here, here we go, since... Uh, uh, this this next article, and I'm going through these fairly quickly because uh, I spent 20 minutes uh, on the uh, introduction to the show, which uh, the song I, I switched up. Uh, I had this song at the beginning of the show as an intro before. Uh, the name of that song is Crusader, and that is by a band called Saxon, uh, and that was uh, published in uh, 1984, I believe. Uh, but it's about Crusaders. So uh, I used it before, and I thought I'd uh, uh, switch up from uh, uh, the the other song, uh, Van Sevenfold, Hail to the King. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. Uh, uh, but anyhow, uh, 
my intro uh, and the commentary got in, uh, cut into the show 21 minutes. So I'm going through these fairly quickly because I had some uh, really good ones here uh, that, I, that I wanted to do. Uh, this next one comes from uh, the news source, binnews.com. Uh, the headline to this one is, White teacher accused of making black students pick cotton sues parents. Uh, yeah, this reminds me, uh, when I saw this article, I saw a meme. I actually saved it uh, to my phone. I saw a meme on VK uh, about a month or so ago, and it shows this carnival. Uh, it's, it's done like an old-time picture. And it shows uh, this car, uh, carnival-type uh, thing going on where the concession stands are. And it has this little black child at a cotton candy stand. And he kind of looks like a buckwheat. Uh, I believe buckwheat was the black child on Little Rascals. Uh, older listeners uh, probably know who I'm talking about, uh, the Little Rascals. Uh, but anyhow, it shows this little black kid, and he's amongst these other white children at the cotton candy stand. And the black, the caption on the uh, uh, meme says, uh, you mean I get to eat this? I don't have to pick it? Uh, I found found that quite humorous. I, I saved that. Uh, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I go through my phone, and uh, I save memes like that. And you know, if I'm having a bad day... Uh, uh, it really makes uh, my day to uh, see uh, something uh, that I find humorous. Uh, the article here, the New York teacher accused of forcing black students to pick cotton and wear shackles is fighting the allegation in a lawsuit against multiple parents and a social justice organization. The Democrat in Chronicle reports. Patrick Rausch, a white teacher in the Rochester City School District, is suing Save Rochester, Inc., and two parents for allegedly launching a social media campaign of inflammatory and untrue statements about the history lesson in question. And, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, in the lawsuit, Roush claims that he brought unprocessed cotton into the classroom to teach his 7th grade students about Eli Whitney and the cotton gin. Roush insists that he only wanted to show the students how hard it is to pick the seeds by hand and that he didn't require any of the children to touch the cotton. Roush made it clear that he was not requiring the students to touch the cotton and remove the seeds and that it was completely voluntary for them to do so, the lawsuit reads. The students, both black and white, were eager to touch the cotton and tried to remove the seeds from the cotton and most chose to do so. Roush was careful to explain to the students that he understood that some people may not be comfortable touching the cotton or picking the seeds out because uh, such work is historically associated with slavery, that he in no way was trying to make them feel like slaves, and that participation was entirely voluntary, the suit adds. Now, you know, wait a minute. Uh, did did cotton fields just disappear uh, when slavery ended in America? Did did uh, uh, farmers just quit growing cotton when the black people weren't picking it? Who was? You know what does uh, uh, picking cotton have to do with just black people? You know I've said this many times. Uh, Black people didn't want jobs then. It was a job. 
They were fed. They were clothed. They were housed. Their job was to pick the cotton for these comforts. Just like white people get up today, they go to work to pay for clothing, to pay for shelter, to pay for food. So wouldn't every one of us be considered a slave today, wouldn't we? And, you know, I've often said this too, it's BS when they say how bad the slaves were treated by uh, uh, these slave masters. Hey, it's not ignorant to say, but it, uh, it's a time uh, blacks were farm machinery. Just as uh, whites were farm machinery, I'm sure there was white people picking cotton. Uh, there was white people uh, uh, doing whatever they do with tobacco, corn fields, wheat fields, all kinds of fields, farming is what it was called. And back in the day, there uh, were no tractors. This is how th uh, field work got done. So in my opinion, it's just as it is today. Black people just don't want to work. They didn't then. Most don't now. I don't say all, but most don't. Uh, you know, they're happy to uh, lay around in the crib playing uh, uh, games, uh, smoking blunts, uh, going out and maybe raping a white woman or two every now and then for something different, sell some drugs to buy the games, uh, sell some drugs to uh, re-up their drugs that they sell to white people. Uh, see, you know, uh, the idea... Uh, that black people were mistreated. Now, you know, uh, the roles, just like there are today, and look how blacks cry uh, when they have consequences to face for their actions today. They still had uh, consequences for uh, their actions uh, during slavery. I'm sure they did. Uh, my ancestors did uh, during slavery. The Irish, they were treated worse than the black people. If you broke a rule, there was a punishment. Uh, just like today, uh, black people, they break the law. Law enforcement gets uh, involved. Uh, the blacks uh, act like uncivilized, uh, uncivilized savages. They don't follow the commands. They end up getting shot. And somehow it's law enforcement's fault. No. Uh, just like today, they don't want to face consequences today, and they didn't want to face any consequences back then. Now, my point is, when these slave masters had these blacks as slaves in the field, do you actually think that they went out and beat them, crippled them so they couldn't work faster? It's asinine to think so. Just like today, in today's times, there are tractors, combines, you know, all this different equipment. If How many times have you ever went for a drive through the country and you saw a uh, farmer in the field with his tractor, maybe the tractor broke down. Uh, how many times have you ever went by and saw the farmer out there just beating the tractor to death with a baseball bat because it isn't working? Of course they wouldn't. That machinery is valuable to them, just like the slaves were valuable uh, to the slave owners uh, back in the day. They were valued. This was their income. And out of their income, like I said, the blacks were housed, they were fed, they were clothed. Uh, they had it made. 
Uh, they just didn't like it because they weren't running around through the jungles uh, swinging uh, from vine to vine like they were in the motherland. They had it made there. Uh, you know, they could go out and play uh, all day long. Uh, you know, work is work. We all have to work. Uh, but anyhow, back to this article. Uh, Roush was careful to explain to the student. Oh, okay, we already read that. Not comfortable touching the cotton. Now, why would a, a black child in today's times be uncomfortable with touching cotton? Huh? You know, uh, how many cotton products? Okay, blacks, they love them white tees. And the wife beaters they wear. They probably use Q-tips. Probably cotton socks. Does that bother them to wear the cotton? Of course not. That's why I don't get why it would bother uh, black kids today to touch cotton. Uh, you know, like they have some kind of PTSD teleported from back when their ancestors had jobs here. Uh, like uh, I guess they touch the cotton and they flash back to uh, uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben out in the cotton field. You know, get real. Uh, the teacher, who was put on leave after the incident, also argues in the suit that stories of black students being handcuffed and shackled in his classroom were falsely smeared on social media and in interviews with the media by two parents and the Save Rochester organization. You know, maybe there was some uh, black kids being uh, handcuffed. Uh, uh, it was probably law enforcement in there picking them up for uh, drug sales, rape, robbery. Uh, vandalism, looting, <laughs> you know, was, would, would, do you think it would really seem out of place uh, to go in a majority black school and see uh, uh, blacks and being let out in handcuffs? Of course not. Uh, that's probably an everyday occurrence in a uh, majority black school. What, it wouldn't even have to be majority black. Uh, I've said this many times, too. If you live in a, a town, a city, if it's got more than 1%, uh, black people or non-whites in it, you're going to have crime. Uh, your city is going to get run into the ground uh, more sooner uh, than later. Uh, Michael Johnson, the executive director of Save Rochester, Inc., said in a statement, While I have been advised to issue no comment at this time, my heart certainly aches for the children impacted by what they perceive to be flagrant acts of racism and hateful manipulation. Rashad Smith, a local teacher, and Roush's, uh, said Roush's actions were inappropriate, even as described in a lawsuit. As an educator, it is critically important for him, Roush, to understand the decisions he makes and how it impacts all students, particularly black students, Smith said. You know, try to educate some uneducatable uh kids about Eli Whitney and the cotton gin uh, and they take offense good grief oh let's see what else we have here okay uh, here uh, this uh, next article uh, this comes from the news source the Daily Caller the headline to this is it's whatever Maine Insurance Agency sparks outrage for Juneteenth sign. Juneteenth, federal holiday. 
How many non-white countries do you think have white holidays celebrating white people? None. Only in America does a minority of 13% of the population get a, uh, not, even, not only just June, uh, Juneteenth, uh, what is that, February Black History Month, for 13% of the population, there are more raisins in a box of raisin bran than what there are uh, a population of 13% of America. 13% of America is a minute, uh, well, not so much minute, but it's not even uh, near a quarter of our population. And they wreak havoc on this country. They wreak havoc on this country. Not just blacks, the other non-whites too. The cockroaches coming across the border, sex traffickers, drug dealers, gang members. You know, if uh, uh, America were more white, I believe uh, the white population is 68%. Look how 68% of our country suffers because of non-whites in it. And we're going to be less and less and less with the open borders, but that's all part of the agenda. Uh, to uh, genocide us out of our own uh, God-given country, our white Christian country. Uh, Juneteenth. Unbelievable. Uh, the article here, public outrage ensued after residents of Millinocket, Maine, noticed an alleged racist sign in the local Harry E. Reid Insurance Agency's window Monday. The agency posted a sign on the front window that read, Juneteenth, it's whatever. We're closed. Enjoy your fried chicken and collard greens. Uh, NPR reported. Local resident Alora uh, Stillwagon first shared the image on Facebook with the caption, The racism in Millinocket is real. According to NPR, Stillwagon learned of the sign from her mother, Lisa Growley. Uh, it said here, a racist sign about Juneteenth displayed on the front of an insurance agency in Millinocket, Maine, has provoked outrage and disappointment on social media. Uh, I'm hoping that people will wake up and realize that this is not okay. People know, people need to know their history. Absolutely right. Black people need to know their history. They need to live their culture. They have to share their heritage with the black race. Uh, like in Africa, We don't need to be bothered with it here. This isn't a black country. I could care less about black culture, black heritage, or black history. I could care less. If I wanted to learn about it, I would go to a black country. You don't need to bring uh, the blacks here to try to teach me their culture, their history, and their heritage. I don't give a damn. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of hearing the crying about it. I'm sick of uh, the uh, whitey owes them something mentality in America. 
Imagine how nice this country would be if it were white again. You know, if blacks want to be blacks and do what blacks do, go to your own damn country. Get with your fellow blacks in your own country and do what black people do. Don't bother us here with it. We don't care. Uh, the story continues here. Residents and online viewers quickly jumped to condemn the sign on social media. The outlet noted. Uh, Steve Golub, chair of the Millinocket Town Council, released a statement Tuesday denouncing the sign. It is deeply saddening, disrespectful, and unacceptable for any person, business, or organization to attempt to make light of Juneteenth and what it represents for millions of slaves and their living descendants. Millions of slaves and their living descendants? There are no slaves here anymore. White people, white people got to go to work and work their ass off uh, to pay, uh, and pay in taxes uh, to feed these people. If anybody's slaves in America, it's the white people. <clears throat> and living descendants. There ain't a black person in America today that even uh, could follow their family tree back. You know, they can't add two plus two. They have no idea about their descendants. They couldn't name one descendant they have. You couldn't probably go up to one black person and ask them to name a descendant by name that was a slave here. Not one of them. They can't even speak uh, correct English. Um, story continues here. Golub said in his statement, uh, there is no place in the town of Millinocket for such a blatant disregard of human decency. Democratic Maine Governor Janet Mills signed a proclamation on June 1st 2022, recognizing Juneteenth as a state holiday. President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act in 2021, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. Uh, think of all, uh, and I'm just talking the black uh, holidays. You have Martin Luther King Day, a communist, womanizing, drug addict, uh, you know, uh, Martin Luther King watched two of his black friends rape a white woman. He's a hero. You got Black History Month that doesn't even belong in a white country. White people, we don't care about that. We could care less. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, and let's not forget, uh, let's not forget when you're talking about black people, you can't let this... Uh, uh, no, I'm not out of the conversation. George Floyd, hailed as a hero. A criminal drug addict. The race. You know, the blacks don't have any heroes. Not what white people would consider a hero. Black heroes are degenerates. They are the, uh, the scum of mankind. And that's not racist to say, it's true. Who would, could you imagine if we tried to set up a holiday uh, for a white, drug-addicted criminal? Could you imagine? You know, Rittenhouse was cleared, and, and people still knock him. He's a hero. 
he defended himself. He didn't fall. He didn't fall victim. Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. That's why he's still alive today. He is a hero. Oh, let's see what else we have here. I'll do. Let's see. I'll do one more story. Oh, let me see. <laughs> okay, this uh, uh, black White House, uh, whatever she is, uh, press secretary, uh, the one that took over for uh, Saki, uh, black as well. This is another. This is another problem in America. Uh, we have uh, non-whites in governmental office. We have non-whites making laws for a white Christian country. And again, I ask you, how many non-white countries do you think have white people in government laws? I'll wait. Exactly. Can't think any, can you? But look at our government. It's polka-dotted with just about every race but white people. Uh, White House press secretary, oh wait, the, the article here comes from the Washington Examiner. The headline is, summer travelers should be thankful to the president, White House says. <laughs> yeah, uh, travelers are supposed to be thankful for the high gas prices. Thank you, Nom Nuts Joe. You, you are just too kind to us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, White House Press Secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre claimed Tuesday that the anticipated record number of people traveling to vacation destinations this July 4th weekend have President Joe Biden's COVID-19 vaccination strategy to thank. Okay, uh, like I said, I don't read these articles before I do the show. If it looks like an interesting headline, I grab it and talk about it. Here, I thought this would be about the gas prices or something. Uh, but no, this is because uh, Joe Biden's COVID-19 vaccination strategy to thank that you get to travel on vacation. Uh, make sure you send Joe Biden a thank you card if you're going on a vacation uh, this year because uh, uh, you have him to thank. This dumbass can't even ride a bicycle. Uh, Dean Pierce comments in response to a question from Reuters about whether or not people should be driving over the holiday in an effort to conserve fuel and amid nationwide gas price spikes. Americans are going to do what they feel is right for themselves and for their family. That's not something for us to make a judgment on, she opened. We've been in a pandemic for some time, and I think Americans are feeling as if summer is time to get out and go visit families. And I think that's a reaction that we are seeing here. You know what, uh, uh, Pierre? White people have had it with the COVID for uh, the, this uh, COVID uh, smoke screen. We've had it for a long time ago. We've been out uh, traveling. We've been out visiting with family. Uh, it, it's funny because uh, the tides are turning in America. Americans are sick of it. You know, they'll sit here and they'll tell you about this new variant. I know uh, here in the Rust Belt, uh, the state that I'm in, uh, they're already doing the uh, COVID counts again. 
county by county how many new cases they have, which aren't cases. These are people that uh, weren't sick, don't feel sick. They're that stupid uh, to go get tested for something uh, that's so deadly they don't even know if they have it. So, you know, uh, these people, they go get tested, and if they find uh, this COVID uh, virus uh, in their nose, if that's still how they're doing the tests, you know, I gave up following that a long time ago. Uh, uh, but if that virus is there, they're counted as a case. Uh, these people can be fine. They don't even know they have it. The only reason they know they have it is because they were dumb enough uh, to go get tested uh, with tests that weren't even made to test for COVID. Uh, you know, I wonder, uh, and this is counted as a case, you know, get real. You know, we're on to it. Just just stop. <laughs> just, just stop with the COVID. Uh, you know, uh, I said uh, the other day, uh, my mother had to go to a, a lung doctor uh, in a local town. And uh, you get to the office. Now, this is a lung doctor. And you have to wear a mask. Now, you know, if somebody has lung problems, I have asthma. And if I put a mask on just with asthma, of the lung problem of asthma, I can't breathe. But here these people were sitting uh, in this lung doctor's office, sitting around with masks on. Uh, even a lady come in in a uh, motorized uh, chair, like a scooter type thing, I guess uh, that she has, I would imagine, has trouble breathing if she's walking. Uh, but sitting there with a mask on. Uh, I was going to ask this lung doctor. I didn't. I didn't want to cause a scene uh, because I get pretty aggravated uh, arguing with people, uh, especially people that want to feed me a line of BS, which I know that I would have got from this lung doctor. Uh, but common sense tells me that uh, that's why God created us the way he did, uh, we breathe in oxygen and we exhale toxins. Now, you know, they claim these masks, they don't protect you. They don't protect you, but they tell you that this mask protects other people from you. So uh, common sense tells you then, okay, if you're protecting other people by wearing the mask, what you breathe out in that mask isn't going through that filter. You're breathing it back in. So when you're breathing in, uh, which you're not, you're not even breathing in oxygen, you're breathing in the toxins that God created you to breathe out, and you wear this mask, and you're just breathing in toxins. Now, tell me how that doesn't make sense. Tell me how some people can't, can't grasp that idea. But, it, you know, in a lung doctor's office, you know, I was sitting there looking around thinking to myself, you know, all these people uh, with this mask strapped to their face and are here to see a lung doctor, I could cure them uh, fairly quickly by just going around and taking the mask off and telling them, now breathe. Breathe in the oxygen. Your lungs will feel better. They didn't need to see the doctor. I could have fixed them. Uh, a lot of that is thankful to the president and the work that he has done to make sure 
that more than 220 million people were fully vaccinated. That matters, Jean-Pierre continued. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her name right. I don't even care. Uh, uh, She said, it's not for me to say what Americans can do or can't do. But I do think that this kind of the kind of uh, pendulum, 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 oh my goodness, pendulum swinging as more people get vaccinated and more folks are feeling more comfortable and more safe to go get out there. Why wouldn't we be safe to get out there? The kids just had school all year long. They had their uh, uh, time put in for school. So why would we as adults not feel safe going out? (coughs) You know, if it's safe for for kids, why wouldn't it be safe for us? You see the people mingling around at the White House and Congress. They don't have masks on. So why wouldn't we feel safe out walking around without a mask? Hmm. Sleep on that this evening. Think about that one. Uh, Biden and First Lady Jill Biden visited a local health clinic in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday as part of the administration's new efforts to vaccinate the roughly 18 million children under the age of five in the United States. Now, you know, when this uh, smokescreen first started, they said children didn't need vaccinated. Now, all of a sudden, they do. It's almost like, you know, a, a lot of the adults knew better. A lot of the adults weren't willing to get this experimental jab, uh, so now they have to say that kids need it just to keep this poison uh, being pumped into society. I saw an article. I didn't read it, and I should have saved it and uh, checked it out. But uh, do you know heart attacks are on the rise? Uh, and it is blamed on uh, the, vac- the vaccine. It's not blamed on uh, coronavirus. It's blamed on the vaccine. Uh, heart attacks are on the rise everywhere across the globe. Uh, You know, the full repercussions of this uh, uh, experimental drug, we haven't even seen yet. We haven't even seen the tip of the problems that this uh, uh, jab's causing or going to cause. Uh, Jean-Pierre told reporters that parents have the choice to vaccinate their children because of what the president has been able to do in the American Rescue Plan and the vaccination strategy that he put forward the moment he walked into this administration. Okay, thanks, I'm nuts. Biden, Joe did this. <laughs> this uh, unbelievable, Un- unbelievable. You know, the- these people that take up for Joe Biden and try to make him look intelligent. Uh, these politicians and the- this uh, uh, new White House speaker, they have to feel so stupid. It isn't funny. You know, these people have to look at him and think, what an idiot. Uh, Now, I have to go out here in public and try to pump him up as a capable, intelligent man. And then uh, Joe always proves them uh, wrong, and, you know, they have to think about that, too. Uh, Every time he's in public, he does or says something uh, totally stupid. And, you know, these people have to think, wow, man, we just, uh, uh, you know, we just made him look intelligent, and look what he did. He fell off his bicycle, or uh, he fell up the uh, uh, 
plane steps three times, uh, or he couldn't find the door to the White House. Uh, what 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 a uh, time we live in! What a time we live in! Well, I am going to conclude this Tuesday evening's show. I will be back here on Thursday, two days from now. I will be back here on White Pride Radio with a new show on Thursday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, look me up on uh, uh, Facebook and VK. Uh, VK, I am under my name. Uh, VK is Russia's version of uh, uh, Facebook. And ironically, you have freedom of speech on VK. You can say uh, whatever you want. You can post uh, whatever you want on VK. Uh, I've been having problems uh, on Facebook. I was permanently banned three times within a month. Permanently banned. Not uh, 30 days in jail, but permanently banned. Uh, On VK, I posted very little. I would post news articles that were here on uh, Alt-Right TV. I would advertise the news for Alt-Right TV, and I would advertise this show. That was it. That's all I ever advertised uh, uh, on Facebook. And permanently banned three times in a month. So I am back on Facebook. I actually have two profiles on Facebook. Uh, I have the one that I, I am using all the time. And then I have a backup one for when this uh, uh, next one uh, is banned, which I have posted absolutely nothing. Well, no, I did post uh, one thing about uh, uh, my dedication. Let me see here before uh, before I conclude the show. Let me see if I have this uh, saved. Uh, and I, I put on uh, Facebook because, you know, uh, our fight uh, is, it doesn't go without costs. Uh, you know, people like myself sacrifice so much uh, of our lives and things that matter to most people in their life that I don't think, uh, you know, people actually understand um, just how uh, dedicated uh, you have to be in this fight for our race, for our survival, uh, for uh, our fight for our biological white women, biological white women. Uh, we sacrifice a lot. And uh, I put this post up, and uh, this is absolutely true. Uh, the post reads, is on VK and it's also on Facebook, and this is a, it's just uh, a small part of uh, uh, sacrifices uh, that I have made. Uh, the post reads: Because of my unwavering love of my God, my race, and my nation, I have lost family, friends, and even lovers. This means nothing to me compared to the taste of victory. I have no doubt I will taste when this battle against evil within America is won. It may not happen within my lifetime, and if it doesn't, when I meet those that have abandoned me here on the other side, you will understand why I fought the good fight that I have. Until that time, Godspeed and go in peace. When we meet again, 
and you understand, on that day, I will say, brother or sister, I forgive you. Uh, I made that post uh, and heartfelt because uh, I have lost uh, every, everything and so much more uh, in this fight, uh, in this battle for our race. And, uh, you know, you have to be determined. Uh, you, you just, you have to, this isn't for everyone. Uh, it certainly isn't. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I meant uh, every word uh, of what I put in there. Uh, the, the people that have abandoned me or uh, people I've had to abandon even uh, to continue uh, in this uh, struggle for the survival of our white, white race. Uh, someday uh, everyone will understand uh, why I did this. Uh, now, back to uh, the Facebook and the VK. I just wanted to read that on the show. Uh, friends of mine that uh, listen to the show here uh, have read it on uh, Facebook and uh, have read it on VK. But uh, I know I have many listeners that aren't on uh, VK or, uh, you know, not on Facebook. Uh, my loyal listeners. And i got to say this. I thank every one of you because uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a show. I wouldn't do the show. Uh, in my lifetime, if I only reach and wake up one person, I've done my job. Just one. Uh, you know, I know it's impossible for me to save America on my own. Uh, it's tough. So, you know, if, if I reach one person and wake one person up, uh, I've done my job. And I will die a satisfied man. Uh, so that, that's why I like uh, uh, the emails and uh, the phone calls. Uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, you know, I love to hear that. Uh, that's what keeps me going here on the show. Uh, now, about Facebook, I am on there. So if you email the show or call the show's phone number, I will send you the link uh, to what I go under on Facebook, uh, then you can shoot me a uh, friend request. Because I, there's no doubt in my mind that these bans from Facebook, it's not what I'm putting up there. It is a hatred, in my opinion, and I, I actually believe this, uh, a hatred of this show. Uh, you know, I know uh, enemies listen to this show. I know that, you know, that's how they try to uh, figure us out and uh, uh, pull one over on us, so to say. Uh, they, they listen to us, and they hate hearing the truth. And that's what I give you on here. I give you statistics. I give you facts. And if it's something that is it's just my opinion, that I don't have facts or statistics on, I tell you that. Uh, but, you know, most of the time, even if I don't have facts and statistics, my thoughts, uh, at least to me, my opinion, they make sense. I'm not saying they do for everybody. Uh, you know, everybody's allowed to have their opinion in America. And to me, I think some of my opinions uh, make sense, whether I have facts or statistics to back them up with or not. Uh, it's just things that I see. Uh, you know, I don't walk around life with blinders on. 
Uh, I don't believe what the government's telling me. I don't believe what the mainstream media puts out there. I believe what I see, what I see with my own two eyes, what I hear. Uh, so, uh, you know, anyhow, uh, look me up on uh, VK. I'm under Paul Brown. Um, there are probably many Paul Browns on VK. I'm the white guy. Uh, underneath my profile picture, I have a profile picture of myself. Uh, I guess if uh, nobody's on there, uh, you may not know what I look like. But anyhow, uh, I'm the white guy. And under my profile picture, uh, it says Knights Party National Office Administration. So if you find uh, Paul Brown on VK with under that bio, uh, that's me. Uh, shoot me a friend request. Uh, if you can't find me, email the show here, and I can send you my ID links to both Facebook uh, and VK. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends are like-minded. Some are not, uh, uh, but a lot of my friends are like-minded. And, you know, it's a way to, uh, uh, let's say, get into the uh, click, get into uh, uh, and speak with like-minded people. Uh, so uh, check that out. Uh, the email address has changed once again. Uh, I changed it from uh, the RBK show, and I changed it to uh, hey underscore Rust Belt underscore Klansman at Proton Mail. Uh, you know, the underscore uh, was a bit much. I, I didn't like it. Uh, it's I don't even know why I picked it, but there is a new one that is plain and simple. Now, this is all small case letters. Hey, Rust Belt Klansman at mail.com. That's the new email to the show. Hey, Rust Belt Klansman at mail.com. Plain and simple. All small letters. Uh, send me what you got. Send me some news articles. Uh, some people uh, I haven't heard from uh, for a while uh, that used to send me news articles. Uh, uh, there's a, a Steve W. Uh, used to send me news articles. Uh, now, not the Steve W., uh, if you're listening, uh, that I am friends with on uh, 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 Facebook. Uh, this was a different uh, Steve W., and I haven't heard from him for a while. Uh, there were several people uh, that I kept in contact with that disappeared, uh, and I, I, hope, uh, I hope and pray that uh, uh, they're all right. Uh, but anyhow, the new email address to the show, heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Send me news articles. Uh, suggestions, ideas for the show. Uh, you can email with anything you got to get off of your chest. You can also call the show at area code 412-254-6226. Uh, this is directly uh, the phone line directly to the Rust Belt Klansman Show. Now, uh, you can leave a voicemail or a text message. Uh, you can text this number. Uh, I always say, unfortunately, I do not have time to answer uh, that phone. Uh, that is strictly for the show, uh, where you can uh, send an uh, article, uh, uh, send support uh, in a, a message uh, to support the show. Tell me you like it. Tell me it sucks. Uh, whatever you want. If you do leave a voicemail or a text that is something that needs uh, an answer to, I will definitely answer you. I won't ignore you. Uh, I listen to every voicemail, and I read every text. Uh, so if it is something uh, that you have a question uh, to the show or you have a question uh, about the organization I, uh, I am in, uh, which is the Knights Party uh, of the Ku Klux Klan based in Harrison, Arkansas, uh, I am a lifetime member and a knight 
within the organization. Uh, if you have a question, uh, ask it. Uh, I'll do my best to give you a answer. If I don't have the answer, uh, I will definitely uh, find the answer for you. So uh, until uh, this Thursday, two days from now, my white brothers and sisters out there, stay safe, take care of each other, and stand shoulder to shoulder. Uh, be proud of who you are. Uh, thank you for listening to this evening's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you uh, join the show uh, this Thursday, uh, June 30th. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, the Invisible Knight, White Power! <laughs>